0: Welcome to the Slayer Sessions with Shan and Ananga. Our mission is to wipe out the fear and discomfort of anxiety. Ananga, it's so good to be together with you again for another Anxiety Slayer interview. It's been too long. Yeah, it's really good to be
1: connected with you again, Shan. Of course, we're always connected, but it's good to be talking about what we have on our agenda today.
0: Yeah, I think so. And what we decided would be a good place to start for the new year is with the question, does anxiety have a tipping point? And when that came up, I thought, wow, what a, what a great topic to share with our listeners to talk about what that really means. And you know, what do we mean by tipping point? To me,
1: you hear the term tipping point, and it always reminds me of Malcolm Gladwell's work, But um, in, in this context, one of our readers left a comment on the website just directly asking the question, does anxiety have a tipping point? And it really grabbed my attention. And I thought it was something that would be very good for us to address together because of course it does. And I think the most difficult thing about anxiety for a lot of people is the mystery and the confusion and the bewilderment where it appears to come from absolutely nowhere and just hit you sideways. And you may feel that one minute you're coping okay with everything and the next you're not. And that's because the anxiety has been accumulating, perhaps beneath our level of awareness. So it feels sudden and terrible. But there is that tipping point there. And I think just understanding that, like the straw that broke the camel's back, that one last little thing that can push you over the edge. For me, knowing that's a relief because you can look back at the previous straws and the way things have lined up, and you can just start to unpick things and start to get a sense of clarity.
0: I agree. I was thinking about different examples of tipping points for for stress and anxiety in in my own life, and I'm not proud to admit that there are many of them, (laughs) (laughs) that there are these places and points and times where where like you said you don't even know that it's accumulating and then some silly thing will happen and just knock you out and the last example of that was working with a, a customer service agent who clearly didn't understand the definition of customer service but at the same time I was coming from a place where I didn't eat well that day I didn't sleep well the night before I had a lot on my agenda and so I was impatient and when my impatience met with the customer service representatives indifference <laughs> I had a significant tipping point and while it didn't turn into you know outright rage or anger I just came away feeling so helpless like are you kidding me there's absolutely nothing that I can do here. I'm, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm irritated. I want help. And here I am. And you're the person who's supposed to give it to me. <laughs> and I'm not getting any satisfaction or getting the support that I need. And so I don't know if that's a really good example or not, but that's what came to mind for me.
1: Yeah, I think it is a good example. It's another tipping point. We've got them all the time with with impatience, with anger, with anxiety. And I think, you know, it all comes back to what we've spoken about together so many times, which is awareness and adjustment that we're going to get tipped. Things are going to happen. I was merrily driving down a road a couple of weeks ago near my home and apparently I helped somebody else reach their tipping point where I was being a bit too leisurely and relaxed in my driving and they cut me up and pulled in front of me and braked right down to practically a walking pace then pulled over to the side of the road and came out behind me and out the outside of me, by which point my heart was pounding because I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, this is a person in a sporty car who's obviously really angry. I couldn't see directly how I was the cause of it, but I certainly wasn't willing to get into a confrontation. And when they Mm -hmm. finally pulled alongside and I made eye contact with them, it was just a young woman who was obviously easily tipped. (laughs) And it was really interesting because I just made contact with a, and sort of looked into her eyes as she was going very slowly past me to make her point as if to say what what's going on i don't have a problem here you know i was just sort of open and concerned that things didn't escalate and her face changed so quickly you you could see that she went from being aggressive to being oh okay it interests me a lot how we don't connect well with each other when we're dealing anonymously when somebody's got the shell of a car around them they behave differently when we've got our face on the other side of a screen, the comments that people leave on places like YouTube on the internet are just downright rude and aggressive. Mm-hmm. and All comes from the same thing that can tip our stress and anxiety, which is lack of awareness and mm-hmm. lack of adjustment. And what I took from that experience was, okay, I can run a little impatient and a little hot too. I'd never drive like that. That's not in my portfolio of behaviors, but I can be impatient. That made me feel really uncomfortable and unsettled. And I don't ever want to do that to somebody else in any Mm -hmm. area in my life. I don't want to make people feel intimidated or uncomfortable. So, yeah, that's another tipping point that causes us to to adjust. How are we relating with other people? And as you mentioned, how are we caring for ourselves? And that's the first thing Mm -hmm. to look at if we're not sleeping well, if we're not eating well, if we're not happy because, you know, here in the UK we haven't had more than 20 minutes sunlight in the last fortnight that makes us unhappy
0: mm-hmm. and makes, makes
1: us grouchy and a bit claustrophobic and it's getting dark so early all these things affect us so you know again as we've discussed so many times it's just awareness and adjusting okay this isn't right this isn't going well for me what can I do to just level the scales out a bit how can I make sure I can improve my sleep or my nutrition or take better care of my mind and just check in and readjust. And then we can catch things ideally before they tip.
0: Right. Well, and that leads me to the question, how do you know if you're on the edge?
1: Again, it's awareness, but it's good to have specific questions to help with that. So to bring us more in line with stress and anxiety, the things to look out for are obviously, if you're feeling anxious and you're aware of anxious feelings, then that's a good time to Take some natural measures that can help, which we'll discuss in a moment. That's the obvious one. If you're feeling anxious, that's your sign. Or irritable or mentally overwhelmed and overloaded. If you're not coping well with with the things going on around you. If you're having trouble settling down to sleep at night. If you're feeling antsy or wired. Uh If you're restless in general. If your sleep's restless or you find it hard to just sit still during the day. If you find it hard to listen to somebody else and it feels like too much incoming information, that's a real key of an overloaded nervous system. Other things to look at, more physical signs, are if your skin's really chapped and dry, if your lips are dry, your hair's dry, look out for just dryness in general in the body. If you feel that you can't sit with your mind and you want to keep it busy by going on Facebook, watching television, or you just need to give out and talk, but you can't take anything coming in, That's another sign of a disturbed nervous system, short-term memory loss just finding it hard to retain information and, and use your mind nicely to get through the day. And another one is if you're disturbed by movement, travel, busyness around you and noise around you. So that's just a little checklist based on Ayurveda's wisdom. Some of those we're experiencing sporadically and they're not such a bother, but when they start adding up, like if there's four or five or more things on that list, then the odds are that your nervous system's feeling a little bit tipped and needs a bit of loving care.
0: And so my next question would be then, how does knowing all of this help us?
1: It helps us because as a colleague of mine used to say that I worked with years ago, armed with this knowledge, what do we do next? So Mm. first of all, it gives us the information that I'm a bit overtaxed or overstimulated, run down. So First of all, it gives us the chance to be a bit kind to ourselves and say, there's a lot going on here. Obviously, I'm being affected by it. So it's natural that I'm gonna be experiencing some stress or anxiety. It doesn't mean I'm hopeless. It doesn't mean that I'm under invisible attack. There is something there to deal with. And I think that's always helpful, you know, even in um, addictive counseling, when people will stand up and say, my name is Fred and I'm an alcoholic, Well, that's the first point you know something's going on and then you're gonna look for help for how to address it so I think it's always useful to have solid information rather than a head full of cloudy worries where you just really don't know where to begin and you feel so bewildered so that's that's the first thing is that you've got something solid to work with and the next thing is having noticed that things are not straight Taking action, finding help, finding Mm -hmm. something you can do about it, learning a simple breathing technique or a relaxation technique or learning some simple foods that are nourishing to the nervous system, learning how to make yourself a bath that's nourishing to the nervous system, which are all things that we've written about on the Anxiety Slayer website. That information's there. And just being willing to be open and experiment. And although it feels absolutely horrible and it feels like an emergency... Just try and step back and just have that Mm -hmm. distance that awareness gives you to think, okay, I can see a few little things or a few big things that have got me to this point. Now I'm just going to have a play and try a few things that might help.
0: I love that you look at it as to just play with it, to just look at it, to just inspect. For me, it's asking the question, how do I feel and what do I need? And I can't tell you that I always have an answer to that. I can tell you I usually have an answer to how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) That's not tough. But the what do I need part. And once I dial into the what do I need part, I realize, oh, that's right. There are some things that I know. There are some things that I have, some resources, some supportive tools, the things that I've learned along the way both um, in my relationship with you and Nanga, the work that we've done for an Anxiety Slayer, as well as uh, what I've learned through my experiences and my coaching practice. If we come back to this, how do I feel and what do I need? We can move to that next step, which is, all right, now that we know that, how can we prevent the buildup that leads yeah. to the tipping point?
1: Yeah, and that's definitely the, the key is that if we understand that there is a tipping point. And sometimes it really helps me when I'm working with people to just imagine a set of scales, a big old-fashioned set of brass scales, and you just put Mm. grains of rice on the scales. And anyone who's done experiments like that at home or in school in science, you know that it just takes that one grain and all of a sudden there's that massive reaction where that big brass pan drops. But what did it take? One grain to do it. That's the tipping point. So then if we can just... As, as we said before, just try and be experimental with it and think, OK, if it took one grain to tip it, then surely if I start taking some grains out again, things will gradually come up. Because if you look at the scale and you start taking a few grains of rice out again, it starts to come up and eventually it regains balance. I think the major challenge with anxiety is it feels so terrible and so massively life changing that it's hard to understand that simple, Helpful measures can make you feel better.
0: Mm. Good point, because we often, when we're in that particular place, everything is bigger. Everything is more dramatic. Everything is more overwhelming. And again, by remembering or by asking myself the question or asking yourself the question, am I making this bigger than it really is? I know how I feel. I'm not discounting how I feel but if it is one grain of rice if it is one item to let go of if it is one thing that i might be able to move forward with that will help bring some relief that's going to be enough for right now
1: yeah it's it's true and again you know not to discount that it feels terrible and it's mm. absolutely life spoiling and of course when you're suffering real full on anxiety You've got chemicals coursing through your system that are causing physical symptoms, and it's awful. You can be walking down a road one minute feeling fine, and the next minute anxiety can have you slammed up against a wall with your heart racing and you're gasping for air. It's horrible. But that's then where we need to seek the help of somebody who knows how to help you work with it and Mm -hmm. how to help you take protective measures. Obviously, in the middle of an anxiety attack, that's not the time to try smaller techniques. You need to have played with them in advance however once you start experimenting with them and you start realizing that working with your breath can help you slow down control your heart rate bring rational thinking back online then the next time a panic attack strikes the chances are that it won't be so severe and you'll have a tool to start to calm it down but you need to practice in advance again it's it's ideal to to take action before we tip but having said that we can still seek help once the scales have tipped. It just takes a little longer and a little bit more expert guidance but that's available it's all there. Mm -hmm.
0: So let's talk about if you could just share two or three different suggestions for how we can prevent the build-up that leads to tipping.
1: I think the first thing to do the easiest way to do it is just to commit to five or ten minutes a day where you do something to look after your nervous system. You do something to really nourish yourself and try and experience feeling more calm. If you're really feeling stressed, it's very hard to sit still and do things peacefully because as we've discussed before, your mind's gonna give out. So the easiest way to do that is to book yourself in for a a short yoga class where somebody can guide you through releasing some tension from your body and invoking the relaxation response or even just taking 10 minutes out to do some mindful walking and you can do that indoors or outdoors but there's uh, information on how to do it on our website at anxietieslayer.com and just commit to just 10 minutes a day of doing something very gentle very mindful and just something that takes your nervous system offline and gives it a break and then if you want to get really serious I strongly recommend downloading one of our relaxation products and using that in the evening so that you can kind of transition from the busyness and the stress of your day over into a more peaceful state that's going to give you much better quality sleep and give your nervous system time to rest and recover during the night. So you've got a fresh start again the next day.
0: Let's talk about what we do if we're already tipped. If we're already tipped,
1: you can do those things too, but my concern when we're already tipped is that we don't always have the mental space to see the value of them or to or to, to go there because we're just feeling too rough. So I think if you're already tipped, then the best thing our listeners can do is just book us up and take advantage of one of our free initial coaching consultations and just commit to exploring ways to getting back in balance where we can give people a bit of hand-holding, one-on-one support if you want to tackle it for yourself you can commit to a simple self-care routine like taking warm baths with um, ground ginger and epsom salts in the bath again the way to do that's listed on the website in our articles archive other things you can do are blanching six almonds overnight and grinding them up in the morning and a little warm milk and drinking those almonds are very nourishing to the nervous system warm milk at night with a pinch of nutmeg, very nourishing to the nervous system, learning a simple breathing technique. It all depends on on how much support you feel you need to, to get straight again or whether you feel ready to just dip into the information that's available and, as we said, start playing, start
0: experimenting with a few things. There are so many options for us to manage and deal with the sense of of overwhelm, the sense of stress and anxiety, and to know that it might be as simple as this warm drink or a bath or this time spent with somebody who understands or whatever it is, to know that there are all of these options. And to remind yourself of that if you're, you're in the midst of it is, oh, wait, okay, I realize this is horrible and I'm out of control and I just want to crawl under a rock, but what I learned is maybe if I do this, maybe if I take a moment to have a a cup of tea or maybe if I understand that I need to surrender right now to this and to to just take a breath to look at these tools that are available both at the Anxiety Slayer website and and frankly at a number of other outlets and, and sites across the internet.
1: Yeah, there's some very good sites. There's a site called Anxiety Guru, which is brilliant, has wonderful information. There are any site that offers breathing techniques, relaxation techniques. And it's just a question of, we understand that initially, if you're feeling absolutely awful with anxiety, then drinking a cup of herbal tea or getting an early night, it's not going to fix it straight away. We know that. But it's the start. It's the gradual reversing of that tipping point. And over years and years of Uh, research and reviews from anxiety sufferers there's one book that they keep coming back to which is a book by claire weeks called self-help with your nerves which is incredibly old-fashioned the languaging and and the advice in there but it's really timeless and really solid advice the author's no longer with us but she's still heralded as a real hero of anxiety sufferers for just teaching people how to um, be kind to themselves and her advice is to just learn to step back and try and float through things and not meet them so head-on. Just give yourself a mm. break, give yourself space to calm down, and she gives some very solid advice and techniques to try.
0: Well, that sounds really interesting, something that I'll want to get my hands on for sure. I know that for me, the the work that we've done together has been really useful, and I often listen to some of the recordings that you've made, Ananga, to help me come back to center, and I've found that the guided meditations for relaxation are so incredibly supportive. For me, when things happen, it will usually be that wake up in the middle of the night that um, my brain turns on and I'm raring to go, and but my body really, really wants to sleep. But my mind says, no, thank you. We have things to do. And as soon as I listen to a relaxation meditation, I will hear the whole thing, I will be awake enough to turn it off, I will roll over and I will fall asleep. And for me that's huge. Yeah. But I also know that it's making sure I get fresh air. It's making sure that I do allow time for a warm bath. It's making sure that I choose a warm drink over a cool one. It's all these little techniques that in the year that you and I have been partners that I've learned that have made a difference and it's a daily observation. What choice can I make that's going to be more supportive of my nervous system? Mm -hmm. What choice can I make that's going to be more supportive and gentle to me as a, as a human being and to keep making them. And then incrementally you get to a place where you can say, ah, I've got that. I've got that beat.
1: Yeah, it does get easier. It really does. My mind used to, caused me hell in my youth it really used to cause me suffering so the reason I know the the techniques that I'm sharing is because I needed to learn them and I needed to experiment with them and and work with them for myself but then I developed a really strong desire to reach out and help other people so Mm. I've, I've been there and I know what it's like and It's really encouraging to me these days when people tell me when I listen to you, you help me feel calm or, you know, friends tell me, oh, you're really chilled out about things. But I wasn't always. My mind used to give me absolute hell. And occasionally it still tries. It will still rear up with some really horrific thought patterns. And sometimes it'll do it just when I'm settling down to sleep or in the middle of the night. And there was a time when that would cause me to jump out of bed and I, I would just have to move. And it was almost like I was trying to run away from my head. But sure. then, you know, I realized we can't, we're stuck with it. So we have to learn to master it. And nowadays, if it kicks off, then I'll make sure that I'm looking after myself with the right uh, herbal teas or bedtime routine, bath time routine. And sometimes now I can just tell it, I'm not doing this. This isn't how we operate anymore. Shut up. I'm not getting yeah. into it and, and I'll do something else. And usually then I'll just really actively engage in some meditation where I Allow myself to become completely fascinated with anything other than what my mind's trying to tell me. But it took me Mm. a long time to learn to do it. So I understand, you know, it can't happen overnight. But a lot of what took me time was finding the right tools, the most effective tools. So I'm hoping that we can save people time because whatever I've found that works, it's there, it's on the site, either in written form or as a recorded support package and there will be more and more coming as the months progress as well it's not all up there yet but there's plenty there and there are some of my real favorite techniques available that you can simply download and learn the quick anxiety stopper being one i helped somebody with that over the christmas period who was feeling extremely anxious and uncomfortable and i just sat and went through that routine with them and they told me 10 minutes later that was such a help such a comfort so,
0: it's yeah. We've, we've been getting some really great feedback on the Quick Anxiety Stopper as well as the items that are available via iTunes, the podcasts that we've created and and these interviews and it feels so good to know that our conversations and this love of sharing of wanting to help people and support people as much as we possibly can to move through their anxiety, to understand what it is and by facing the scary monster, we learn to make it go away. We learn to tell it to sit down. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for me, one of my very favorite affirmations is, all is well. I am safe. I bring peace to every corner of my life. And I think I learned that from Louise Hay. I don't recall, but I'll give her the credit for that. But when I'm generally keyed up, we'll do that all as well. I am safe. I bring peace to every corner of my life. It has a calming effect on me.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And, you know, that's a little trigger for me or the guided meditation or shavasana. You know, certainly yoga for me and any kind of breath work is helpful. Yeah. Whenever we can dial into our breathing at the most simple starting spot, is our breath. So let's talk a little bit more about the tools and support and where they're available. Most of the people that are listening know about us or they wouldn't be here but where would you like to direct them to get more information, more tools and support from Anxiety Slayer? I think
1: um, the first place I would recommend anyone suffering from stress or anxiety look is down the right hand toolbar of the website where you will find a category called Anxiety Breathing Techniques and there's several articles under that category which talk you through step by step how to count your breath how to practice increasing your exhalation just different tips and techniques for using your breath to calm your mind which as you've said and and i've emphasized so many times it really really is the key mm. and it can do that for everyone i'm you know i'm no great master of the breath <laughs> it's there for all of us it's the point where we can have intervention between our physical body and our mind and our nervous system. It's the place where we have a point of access where if we learn to work with our breath, we can learn to calm our nervous system and slow our heartbeat. And it's wonderful, wonderfully simple and a wonderful thing to experience.
0: And it is the simplicity that makes it so rich and so beautiful to have that aha moment that, our, that it's been with me all the time. That I have the tools that I need right here at any time. And if I can come back to this grounding breath, I can save myself all kinds of pain and suffering.
1: Absolutely. And literally pain and suffering. Physical pain too. It works beautifully for physical pain, emotional pain. It's really liberating. And it's a wonderful thing to learn to be able to share with our friends, share with our kids. It's its just a great
0: thing to know. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for taking some time today to talk about anxiety and the tipping points of anxiety. I think that we covered some really great material and look forward to coming back together again for our next interview. Maybe we can get that on the calendar for next month.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Shannon.
0: Thank you so much for all of your support and contribution. Thank you to our listeners and let us know what you'd like to hear more of. If you're interested in coaching around your anxiety, both Ananga and I are available. And we have free sessions set up that are very easy for you to access through our personal schedulers. All you have to do is head over to the Anxiety Slayer website and take a look around. And you can schedule one of those at any time.
1: Absolutely. We're available. Let's connect and help as many people as we can have a calm and positive, healthy and happy new year.
0: Mm, Thanks so much. Have a super day.
1: Thank you, Shan. Speak to you soon.
0: Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Slayer Sessions. If you like what you just heard, please pass along this podcast to a friend. You're welcome to visit our website at AnxietySlayer.com for more supportive tools and anxiety release exercises created to slay your anxiety.